Welcome back to the Love Letters to Virginia podcast. Today we have Daniela Spielvogel. She's a local artist and performer. You can find her at places such as Maker's Craft Brewing Company in Norfolk, Back Bay Brewing Company in Virginia Beach, or The Sugar Shack in Virginia Beach. Today, she's going to give us a sneak preview of one of her jingles, and it's about one of my favorite snacks. Thanks for listening. Hey! How's it going? You know, living the dream. <laughs> Dude, I love your picture. How it like literally looks like you're putting the microphone in my face. Thank you. You're the first person who has commented on that. Thank you. Score. <laughs> <laughs> so, so are we already recording? Yeah, but I'm. I always edit around everything, so we can keep oh, it. Oh, that's fine. I think we should keep that. <laughs> Being the first one to comment. I can definitely do that. So what you been up to? Um, well, I mean, I'm just chilling right now. I have a lot of days off because I only work four days a week. So like Monday through Wednesday is my super lazy days um, where I kind of just either do a lot or typically just do nothing and cuddle with my dog have you been back to to italy italy no we were actually my sister and i were gonna go last summer of course the one summer that we couldn't um but yeah last time i was there was 2014 oh man so yep i was still only like 20 years old so we were still referred to as the children. I'm like, really? Come on, y'all. <laughs> Which is fine. But it was actually a really interesting trip. It was very emotional, honestly, because I don't I don't know what happened, but like the first few days, because my family didn't really take any time off of their job or jobs. And we stayed with my grandparents, who, of course, are, you know, retired, um, don't work at all, and they're old. Uh, And they're Sicilians, so they panic about everything and anything. Um, And my aunt and my cousin, well, one of my cousins was pregnant and supposed to have a baby right as we got there. And she was a week late, and we were only there for like 10 days. So the whole time we couldn't see her too much because she was tired and waiting for that baby to come. So, yeah. So that kind of sucked. So we would just sleep in till like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. And um, because there's a six-hour difference also. So, I mean, and we have those. I I love how Europe has like blackout windows where it's not just curtains it's like a whole like thing I don't even know how to explain it it's like a whole blind basically like almost like a pitch black one so we could sleep in to like one or two and not even know um and then we would just have to chill all day until they were available in the evening and like So, I mean, we did some fun things, but it was emotional for me 
And like every morning I was just so upset because I wanted to see my fam, my other members, my cousins, and I couldn't. So I was crying a lot for the first few days. I don't even know why. But um, it was still a great trip. I mean, I had lots of fun still for the most part. Um, but when you visit family, it's not really like a vacation. It's more just, you know, a family visit. So that's, you know, ups and downs. But I'd love to go again. Um, don't know when. Hopefully, maybe next summer is what I'm going to try to do. That would be great. You have been a licensed massage therapist for some time now, right? Yeah, about seven years now, right? Actually, uh, it's been exactly seven years yesterday. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. That's when I graduated, so. Where did you graduate from? Uh, it's, uh, it's not open anymore, but, um, the Virginia School of Massage up in Charlottesville. Oh, wow. I didn't know you relocated for, for school. That's cool. It was, um, it was actually not just for school. It was an internship at a Christian camp that I went to, uh, when I was in high school. And then once I graduated, I moved out there and, um, for the internship originally and it's kind of like living in the real world without being thrown into the real world it's like a discipleship house like guys and girls live in the same place common areas you know basically for college kids and just working on yourself learning how to pay rent um getting a car getting a job going to school um and they'll they'll give you a job as well like during weekend retreats and it's a it's a kids camp so it's you know middle school through high school and there's a summer camp and then there's weekend retreats throughout the off season I was there and it's about a two-year program and I was there for about two and a half years and um so while I was in the internship it was the second year that I ended up doing the school full-time and it was about seven and a half months of school Uh, Monday through Thursday and then we do clinicals after like the first month so um yeah it's it was it was fun it was very it very general information I mean you obviously learn more than you ever will um in school you or you obviously learn more at the job than you will at the school this program still in effect? Uh, the internship, I believe so, actually. Um, uh, it definitely is interesting. Um, some people have really good experiences and some people it's not for them. I definitely don't want to, you know, trash talk anybody. Um, but their way of teaching is definitely more on the uh, conservative traditional side. What would you say would be the best takeaway that you could, you can say from that experience? Um, even though I, um, I'm, I can be kind of an extremist, uh, when I first learned about healthy confrontation, um, that was probably one of the biggest biggest takeaways where um 
when I first learned it, of course, when you first learn something, you go like full throttle. So when I would visit home, like all I would do is be like, I didn't appreciate how you did this. But <laughs> but I mean, it's it, it again, like you learn to tone it down and learn like what is worth confronting. Is, is it going to help the person? Is it only helping you? Um, so it, it just, you learn through it the older you get. So, but the foundation of learning confrontation and kind of like debriefing with people, um, that was something that I really appreciated. And also learning how to, you know, just be an adult, pay rent, pay bills, um, you know, clean areas of the house and at the campsite, um, and, you know, having house meetings, we would, you know, switch off on, you know, who was going to cook dinner that one night. And, um, and then of course we, you know, that was only once a week. So, um, yeah, and just really learning how to live with other people and respect space and stuff like that. Are you still in the Charlottesville, Richmond area? Oh, no. I, I uh, live in Norfolk, actually. I moved back to Virginia Beach in the beginning of 2015, um, since I'm originally from Virginia Beach, and um, actually found a place through Craigslist. <laughs> nice. And um, yeah, it was that was actually very tough. Um, cause I went from living with over 16 people in one house to living basically by myself because my landlord who also lived there, uh, was never there and it was a very small space. So, um, it was vastly different, um, right as I turned 21, you know, living completely on my own for the first time in my life um but I lived there for quite a few years and then um moved in moved to Norfolk in 2019 and I have loved it I I prefer Norfolk over Virginia Beach any day (laughs) amen amen what's your favorite thing about Norfolk um the character (laughs) the local shops the local coffee shops businesses it just has way more authenticity it's not my childhood you know I never would go to Norfolk as a child so it is almost like living in a different place without being far from my family nice are you also are, are you still in Virginia Beach I am. I've kind of moved around a little bit here and there, but I, I, I've come back home. So you said you're doing something tonight, a trivia night? Yeah, um, I'm actually uh, kind of seeing somebody right now. And um, I saw, I follow this um, Norfolk Current Events on Instagram, which is really cool. Um, I would highly suggest and recommend it if like you want to do something and you have no idea what to do like they have all sorts of different places and things to go to like uh they have like stuff for everyone honestly there's like yoga events or you know 
uh, pop-up trucks and food trucks and stuff. So uh, we're going to go to um, Smart Mouth and there's trivia at six. Now I hate trivia and I'm not good at it, but (laughs) it's fun. I mean, it's fun to kind of listen sometimes and be like, oh yeah, I'm still a dumbass. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awesome though. Getting out of the zone can be a good thing. Absolutely. I know you were gigging before stuff started happening. Have you been able to start going out and planning things at all? So I haven't played in so long and I've really wanted to, honestly. But um, actually, yes, I have been reaching out to breweries um, and trying to be like, hey, I really want to place a gig with you guys like are you guys looking for musicians like because I see all of these people at like Maker's Craft Brewery and like O'Connor or uh, Farmhouse and like all these different places and I'd love to you know do that and plus it's I would love to make some money on the side with that as well Um, so I have talked to um, Back Bay and farmhouse and um they didn't answer on email but i messaged them again and they were like you're definitely on our radar we love your sound so i was like oh man that that that's encouraging um i do have one gig booked but it's all the way in july (laughs) uh with makers craft but um i'm i am still looking forward to that i used to do shows all the time at sandbridge at um it's not the donut shop but it's a little it's a local ice cream shop that's been there you know for years it's like a sandbridge you know hot spot basically and it's called uh, sugar shack and um i mean it's it's really for it's for mostly college kids or something i mean it's anyone really but they don't pay you much anything but you get a lot of good tips because they're tourists everywhere so um yeah but um yeah those are i'm just i'm trying to reach out more and get a little more uh active instead of just kind of like waiting i i definitely try to talk to more local musicians a little bit and be like hey where are you guys playing where are you booking events like how much do you typically charge? Because there are people that I know who are full-time musicians. So um, I've had a lot of help with that. How to do, you know, because it's not a full-on business, you know, because I just do this for fun, really. But um, I, I don't I just, it's nice to ask them, like, what do you charge? Like, what's a good price? You know, so that I'm not, you know, devaluing my work. Because, I mean, it, it still is a lot of work, you know, for a three-hour show <laughs> performing. It's, it's a lot of songs, a lot of practice, you know, moving gear and equipment around. I mean, I only have a ukulele, a mic, and, like, an amp. But it, it's still a lot of work, especially going all the way to Sandbridge. That's like a mini road trip now uh, from Norfolk. It's almost a whole hour. So I have to really start focusing on, like, what my time is worth Um, especially getting older and just kind of having a little more experience and not living to make money because frankly I'm 
I'm like the complete opposite of that. I just, you know, I'm like, just make enough money and enjoy the rest of your life. You know, don't, don't, you know, if, if people find joy in working hard, I think that's incredible. Um, and I say work hard. If, if people find joy in, in rest and peace and making sure that, you know, you are, um, at least making enough, you know, that's kind of my perspective is I've never been one to focus my life on a job. I've always been extroverted and social, and I don't think that I need to use my joy to make it into a job in a way. That that might be a rare mindset in a way because you know people are just like let's make money out of anything that we can do and I'm like I don't think you need to make money just to I don't know how to word that enjoy something to enjoy it please enjoy your job you know that's great if you do um I mean I'm not saying do something that you hate by any means but also don't burn yourself out and end up hating something that you used to love that's kind of you know I don't want to have to perform or do music all the time just so I can live I'm someone who is very interchangeable if you will like I I tend to want to do different things I am not a master at anything I'm a jack of all trades (laughs) like you know I I love to act but if I were to have to do that as a career that would be probably overly exhausting you know same with performing right now it's with massage therapy I'm I'm exhausted you know it's kind of that thing where I'm like I'd love to have many experiences that's awesome I didn't know you were interested in acting too yeah I actually have been in a few local plays um and that was oh my gosh it's so much fun so much fun I I really do want to act more and um like I just have so much fun getting to know people and expressing myself acting crazy like you know I I love it I love it I'm not your typical uh theater nerd where I know a bunch of musicals and lots of films I'm actually very sheltered when it comes to movies and theater and whatnot and film but I love you know being on stage I love you know having a different type of character or attitude or something and just being able to you know do that I've been in I believe three local plays two of them were with um, local theater Norfolk and the other one was generic theater and um, I definitely have to say my favorite was the last play that I was in, which was at the local theater in Norfolk. It's called Rapture Blister Burn. And uh, I was actually cast as um, one of the leads, which I'd never had before. And it was such an incredible experience, Vanessa. I can't. I was so nervous that I couldn't do it, that I couldn't memorize my lines on time, that I, you know, because 
it was a very small cast. I was the youngest one. I had the least experience in theater. Everyone is in their 40s and up, you know. So I'm over here kind of like, am I going to be able to get everything on time? And like, I ended up being like the first one to memorize my lines. And like, I got along with everyone. I mean, it was crazy being, you know, someone I always, everyone always said that that character was like my alter ego. Um, just because this character, um, is very outspoken, loud, crass, like just says whatever she wants. And I mean, I'm typically like that and I'm definitely like that way more now that I'm older and way less fearful of judgment. <laughs> um, but it, it's still, I, I don't know. It, it's, um, it was a lot of fun. Her name was Avery, which I also really like that name for a girl. I think that's awesome. And the play is actually, it has such a cool concept. It was actually, um, and of course it was humorous as well. It was like, so I'll just explain it. So basically it was about feminism and explaining first, second, and third wave of feminism. And it takes place with, um, there are three lead characters. There's this, uh, and they all used to know each other in college. Um, they all went to different paths one of them or two of them they in college they were college sweethearts um the woman ended up becoming a very successful single feminist author who was really famous or something like that and then the the guy that she was originally with in college ended up marrying her ex-college roommate so the wife is a housewife with a kid and married this guy who kind of ends up being like a deadbeat. He didn't really have a job. He's kind of lazy. He's a pothead, you know, and she just doesn't know what it's like to kind of be independent. So this successful author ends up coming back home to take care of her mother. She's getting a little older and, um, they both are kind of in this like curiosity mode because the author's been single, you know, her whole career and she didn't end up getting married. She's in her forties. You know, she's like, I, I want to see what it's like, you know, to be a housewife, you know? And the housewife is like, well, I want to know what it's like to be a single successful independent woman. Um, and they end up having this like triangle type love triangle weird thing and um, where she ends up, you know, kind of being with the husband, the author does. And she real, you know, they both realized after living the other lives uh, for a little bit, they were like, well, this is actually, you know, not what I really want. Um, and they both ended up being like, I want my old life back kind of thing. So um, I, I played as um, the housewife's old babysitter, 
where I ended up getting fired or whatever because I came in apparently like it doesn't show the scene but the first time I come out on stage I have this black eye because I actually wanted to do this talk show with this guy that I was with as a 21 year old and just asking people on the street random strangers like really out there questions and I ended up offending someone got punched in the face so I'm kind of like this badass doesn't really care what I say who I say it to and um this uh the way that we all kind of get closer is like the way that we learn about and talk about this feminism is that the author actually um has like a, a class and the only two that signed up were the housewife and the babysitter <laughs> so that's how they all kind of talk about these different ideas of what it means to be a feminist kind of thing it was showing for a month every weekend and literally every night I had someone that I knew come and see me and I was like this is like so much support like it it was it was wonderful so that was my favorite one and I mean there were the other two that were definitely on the more comical side one of them the first one was a musical and the second one was um based kind of on a spoof of Dante's Inferno um yeah and it was called user's guide to hell featuring Bernie Madoff. So it was was really interesting. And um, I was an extra, so I played a couple different roles. Um, But apparently uh, I got nominated like for a local award of like supporting actor uh, in that play, even though I was an extra. Um, I had one mini part where I was uh, the bellboy for Bernie Madoff's hotel. and But he's in hell, and hell takes place in his, in New York. Right. And, yeah. And so, uh, it, it definitely was a little on the stereotypical side. I was a Mexican bellboy, and... <laughs> I like during our read through I was literally just joking around and I ended up just doing this Mexican accent and then they were like you need to keep this I was like oh, okay <laughs> I mean it was cracking everyone up and like so I was like this is okay sweet um and everyone loved it like almost every show like I got a few laughs here and there and a lot of people both at um, this show and the other show where I was one of the leads so many people were like where did you come from like why haven't you pursued this and unfortunately with theater and the community regardless of how good you are and this is with film you know, Hollywood, whatever, movies, there's always politics involved. So, one, you have to have a look. Two, you have to know people. And I never really knew 
too many directors. So if I did audition for parts, which wasn't often, um, a lot of times I would just get the extra. Of course, I would love to be, you know, in more lead roles. I mean, that's why I didn't really get into too many plays because there were um, lots of roles that honestly I wouldn't fit the part of either, along with not knowing the right connections. But um, who knows? You know, I know with COVID, it's been difficult to even look up stuff. But I mean, if there's an opportunity, I would absolutely love to get into a show again. That that would be awesome. That's so good to know. So you would definitely describe yourself as a live performer. Yeah, yeah. whenever I can, you know, I haven't been able to in a while. I don't write music too, too much, but um, I, I would like to get back into it. I haven't touched my ukulele in so long though just because, you know, it, I was doing it a lot more during COVID, excuse me, but, um, like, once I got, uh, working again and just getting lazy again, even more lazy, because, you know, I don't have as much time off, yeah, I need to start practicing again if I want to start booking more shows. I did an acting class once, actually, um, it was, like, a local thing with Keith Flippin', who is actually uh do you know him (laughs) oh my god yeah he's incredible i freaking love him we it was a class on the meisner technique which i and it was also kind of like intro to business into um acting and getting into that as a career he actually i don't know if you saw the show ozark he was actually and it's on netflix it's with um gosh i'm totally bleeping his name or Linny yeah I've, I've seen those yeah and he was actually the school principal in a couple scenes in like two separate episodes I was like oh my god I was watching it last year and I'm like I texted him I'm like you're on Ozark oh my it was, I was like, that's incredible. Yeah, he did. So I learned the Meisner technique and it was also with film, which is completely opposite of theater. Theater, you're loud, you're way more expressive, you're, you know, um, you have to memorize the lines. It's all live, you have one chance. And with film, you know, you're doing multiple takes, you have so much more facial expressions with acting you don't want to you know overdo it you you basically feed off of what the other person does as well I mean you do that with theater but it's very interesting and I am interested in it more to kind of learn a different take on acting because I am always very dramatic and just very expressive to begin with and I admit that um not ashamed of that yeah it'd be really cool like there were we did a couple scenes um, from this one movie that we did ourselves. And I mean, looking back at what I recorded, um, I feel like I could definitely do more work, but a friend of mine who was also in the class, um, told me that Keith, you know, said he'd love to have me again and that I did really well. And I was very surprised because I really thought that I kind of was like overdoing it. So, I mean, that's good. That's progress. Since you have grown up here, 
Would you say that there is anything specific that you recognize in people who are from Virginia? That's a good question. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to think about that one. I, I I don't have too much to compare it to. There's so many different regions of Virginia that there's so many different kinds of people. I mean, the only thing I could think of is kind of like jargon, which like, right. you know, a lot of us say y'all or like, I don't know, where a lot of, you know, if you go to like the oceanfront, you see a lot of the people who just live on the beach and just surf all the time. They don't really have many cares in the world. Then you get people in Virginia Beach who sometimes are a little more refined and kind of just, you know, they want to get their jobs. And, and then like people in Norfolk, they're just a bunch of trendy, broke kids who are, you know, into the indie type scene and love local coffee or theology or just politics a lot more liberal but um I don't know I think yeah I mean that that's like the closest thing that I can think of that's fair <laughs> yeah what do you think what how would you answer that Today I heard people in UVA tend to wear pastels and preppy clothes, which Interesting. Firm is pretty close to accurate. Yeah. Like people in Norfolk, I was gonna talk about like the way that they dress. You know, like they jean jackets, you know, rounded sunglasses, ball caps, high waisted pants, like yeah, absolutely. Crop tops, you know all the 90s 2000s 80s all that is coming back and we're all for it (laughs) (laughs) so it sounds like right now you've got a good balance between your work and your time for yourself have you been able to use all that time of reflecting to do any writing you know I really should (laughs) I really do struggle when it comes to reflecting by myself. Like conversations like these right now, the the person that I'm seeing, like we always talk about, you know, how we're feeling, what we're thinking about, like just again, reflecting, you know, and thinking about our lives and like, what are some things we can work on with ourselves and like, with each other or like you know how other people are acting in life right now um and frankly I I kind of have been trying to give myself more grace to just be lazy and not feel bad about it you know like I don't think that I think that if you're loving people and you are still serving others and you are uh, keeping yourself relatively physically and mentally healthy. I think if you want to be lazy and that's the way to your thing, then I mean, I I say you give yourself grace and accept yourself. I live by myself and I'm kind of a slob. So if it doesn't bother me, you know, then I'm not, you know, I, I may leave some things out as long as I, you know, keep up with the necessities. I really, you know, honestly, that kind of inspires me because maybe I should write something and 
I just thought yesterday my friend she got this book it was like wisdom of a sloth or something and it was literally everything that I need to hear just encouraging me to like be okay with napping and doing nothing which is all that I do um so maybe like making a song about sloths and being lazy you know we do kind of satirical songs one of my favorites it's a really quick one and it's a rap song about avocado toast um (laughs) can we hear it oh gosh I mean sure I have to get out my ukulele real quick a little background was it was a couple years ago and my friend Alyssa Sortino I don't know if you know her she's also in the acting community she's incredible reach out to her she is a beautiful singer wonderful actress like I can't rave about her enough um and she took me out for Valentine's Day and it was the first time that I had avocado toast at Cure in Norfolk another you know little pop-up uh go to Cure Coffee House in Norfolk they're the bomb wonderful people great food great coffee um and I realized how much I love avocado toast I was like oh my gosh and I started like on my way home I was just kind of like rhyming (laughs) I was like just saying it to myself and then I was like oh my god I need to write a rap song about this and I did and I actually played it like the next day at a valentine's day show because I typically always do uh, a Valentine's Day show at Por Favor on Centerville and Lynn Haven um, every year for Valentine's Day. I have for like years now. Um, unfortunately, with COVID, they have half capacity, so they weren't doing that this year. But um, yeah, so that's the the background to it. And um, yeah, so uh, here we go. Green ants, mushy with some lemon, so juicy. Add some bread, feel okay. Every day, call it bay. Instagram toast, avocado toast. Everything, please. On everything, please. It's a bee's knees. Fatty and organic gets brown. You better panic, cause it goes bad, but it's a white girl fad. Avocado toast, avocado toast newest obsession it's my great confession don't forget the coffee what rhymes with coffee snack or meal it's not a big deal i wake up feeling cravings but some other time i don't have savings make it yourself in the produce section but if you want some more just ask for direction avocado toast avocado toast no need to boast, no need to boast. If you make it, show me, please. Avocado toast. <laughs> oh my God, and I got you on the spot. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, yeah. Um, it's a very quick song, kind of stupid, but I like it. I think it's funny. If it, if it makes people laugh, cool. <laughs> I love that we share that I just want to make people smile thing. Exactly. It's like, if I make myself look like an idiot, cool. (laughs) I'm okay with that. 
if you want to follow me on Instagram, I guess it's, uh, it's, it's hard to spell. Uh, it's, it's my name, Daniela Spiel dot or Daniela dot Spiel dot music, I think, or something like that. It's Daniela Spielvogel. And if you want to write that in like the comment section or little subtitle or whatever, so they know how to spell it, that's cool. Whoever did listen to my random life with this person that you know me being someone that you don't even know that's really cool so thank you for letting me talk y'all's ears off because I'm a talker so thank you I love it yeah thank you so much Vanessa anytime